0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. I'm my chip outs, man. I got
1: this yet. three of the ankle pick podcast now officially ankle pick podcast we got maxi shines as your host as always and i'm accompanied by my two partners in crime my analyst reese pulfer what's what's up reese and mr danny Koritz. and last but not least our our executive producer the aggregator himself mr kobe Koritz. boys how we doing
2: we're doing great i'm I'm, well doing well Little buzz.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, recording this one a little bit late. The uh, the tea time went a little late. We got, got a nice story out of it, though. But, uh, yeah, really excited to recap Cater versus Ige. What a great uh, main event we had last night. And then we have a big card coming up on Saturday. Another title fight, a vacant flyweight title bet- match between Davidson Figueredo and Joseph Benavides, as well as a great co main in Kelvin Gastelum and Jack Hermanson. But before we get to this card coming up on Saturday, Reese. Give me one take on uh, on Cater versus Ige. What was your thought about the fight?
2: Uh, you know, okay, I I know I took Ige with the picks, and it was a risky one. Um, you know, I think Cater fought his best fight. I think he did exactly what I expected him to do. His boxing is so insane. He's is so Is he the talented. best boxer
1: in the featherweight division?
2: I, Him, Holloway, maybe. I think we'll
0: find out soon.
2: It's yeah. – his stand-up and his power for 45 is crazy. Yeah. Um, you know, Ige held in there. Ige, I still think, if uh, they ran this fight a couple times, Ige gets his. Uh, yeah. I would have liked to see him – I know Cater stuffed uh, all the takedowns. His takedown defense was insane. I Yeah. I, when I taped, I didn't expect that quite uh, to be –
1: I believe he was 7 uh, of 7.
2: Yeah, 7 of 7. On takedowns, yeah. Like yeah, it was – I think that if Ige could have gotten into the floor, he would have had a ton more success, which is where – the submission call came in, but, you know, Cater came in there, fought his best fight. I think Ige was no slouch either, and, uh, you know, I, I, that was a treat. I enjoyed that fight.
1: Yeah, and as much as, as this fight was a big fight for Calvin Cater, to just keep the momentum rolling, I mean, for Dan Ige to step up and to show the world that he's a really proven, worthy worthy contender in the featherweight division, I think was big for him as well.
2: Did you hear Ige was saying he's had five fights in the last year?
1: Yeah, I saw yeah. that.
2: Yeah, he, he, takes he takes there a
1: beating too. He takes a beating in his gamer. fight.
0: Yeah. yeah, he'll be back yeah. too. I bet. Yeah. And, that, and then today they were uh, on on Instagram, kind of um, on a golf cart together at the hospital, which was very funny. <laughs> yeah, they took a good
1: picture him. after after the fight as well. They took a picture, which I thought was pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. But yeah, for 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 EJ, yes, valiant in defeat. But for Calvin Cater, man, I mean, this guy is running through the featherweight division right now. Um, I mean, with his one slip up against the beat, which in what many say, if it were a five-round fight, may have had a different uh, outcome in the end. But uh, where do you where do you see Cater going from here?
0: I have to say one thing about um, I like it was a great win for Cater. I think Ege fought absolutely as well as he could have. Um, it was a really really tough fight, but I think it was another example of Cater kind of refusing to be the one who's initiating and kind of letting his opponent dictate the pace of the fight which is what he did versus Zabit and kind of hurt him. Um, yeah. I think that Cater very much showed that he was the better fighter in almost every area but he didn't kind of like have the game plan that I wanted him to have that he had against Jeremy Stevens um, and it was kind well, of reminiscent it's, it's of-
1: also easy with his skill set being such a great stand-up striker that you want to see him in more brawls and you want to see him in more wars where he's taking a lot of damage he's given a lot of damage the fight that he fought last night was a very cerebral well thought out smart winning game plan i
0: thought at least mm-hmm. but i do have to say i do i, th- I think calvin cater is the phil mickelson of <laughs> mma in the ufc jenny the, please elaborate on that he is um he is known for for throwing hitting bombs, and then also for his great scrambles.
1: Yeah. yeah, I mean seven of seven takedown defense. I don't care who you're doing that to. That's big. That's the, is the beat when the bracket <laughs> I I just back. watched yeah. a
3: replay of Talmudson not get up and down though, so exactly right now. So scramble. Focus exactly right now. I know you love golf, <laughs> but
2: dial in here.
1: Yeah, Tony Cena on the lead after one, but yeah, I mean we 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 look forward for Cater. I mean. Who do we see him matching up with next? I mean, is it a Brian Ortega? Is it a Korean zombie? What do you think, Reese?
2: You know, I, I've actually looked a lot at this featherweight division, which, by the way, you could make a claim is the most stacked top to bottom. Um,
0: Definitely their top ten.
2: Yeah, they're they're deep, five, deep.
0: The five at the top of lightweight give them a very, very just yeah. tough run for their money. But in, they, if,
2: if you go all the way to ten. The young you guys that they have, 10. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. I think – yeah. So I think the first thing when looking at the Federated division that you kind of need to look at is who is next in line to get a shot at Volk. And I don't think – I'm almost pretty confident it won't be a the Max Trilogy. I, I know people think he got robbed. I know. Uh, but I just think they don't – as much as that fight might sell, I think they don't want – people don't want to see that. Um, so I'm going to say it's probably going to be Zabit. I think Zabit, ha, ha, his name is coming. He appeals to a vast majority of the world – and that, so, so I, would, I normally would say Cater. I, how does Cater Yair Rodriguez sound? Cater maybe uh, Korean yeah. Zombie. Both those are strikers. They hit hard. And I think that would be like a fireworks type, type battle, you know?
1: Yeah. And if we, look, if we look to the rankings, I know these won't be updated until Monday. But Cater coming in at number six prior to the win. Uh, again, guys ahead of them, you have Yair Rodriguez at five. Korean Zombie at four. Chan Sung Jung. Number three, T-City Brian Ortega. Two, is beat Magomed Sharipov, and then one, Holloway, uh, just below the champ, Mr. Volkanovski. But, yeah, I mean, can you imagine a, a main event headlined by Cater and Korean Zombie? I mean, that fight Pretty would nice. be fireworks. Yeah. Two so guys I said, who I love standing. Um,
0: I, I think that next, as I alluded to a little bit previous, or like five minutes ago, um, I think to figure out who the best boxer in the division, we have next Cater versus Holloway. Um, Korean okay. Zombie and Brian Ortega have kind of like exchanged grievances and like gotten to a little scuffle at UFC 247. Um, and also, Yair and Zabit to me is a very sty- like, is a stylistic matchup I would love to see. Um, and so I kind of see that everyone's tied up and that Volk's going to get one of the two winners of the Yair Zabit or the TKZ Ortega, whoever does it decisively. Um, and then Holloway and Cater are kind of left to decide who's the best boxer in the division. That
1: would be a great fight too. I mean, that would be that would be big time, uh, big time eyes on that one. And yeah, I mean, great fight. I mean, both guys definitely uh, progressing in terms of where they are after the fight. But it was a great card in its own right as well. Um, I know there were five decisions on the main card. I believe Mr. Kobe Koritz, the aggregator, Mr. Executive Producer. I believe you are still in the lead in terms of the main event challenge. Can you update us that on the, uh, on the current standings of the main event challenge?
3: Happily. Not only did I uh, get the most points last night, also predicted five decisions. Uh, So I'll take that for what it's worth. But uh, anyways, um, so last night we had obviously the, the fight night. And so we'll update with just the points from that. That was uh, in in fourth place. uh, Our host max with two points. In uh, third, Danny had five. In second, Reese had eight. And your reigning champ again in first, myself with nine. Uh, and that takes our totals to on the season. Um, Max with 11, Danny 15, Reese 19, and myself, yours truly, 23.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, so- just, I just don't see how they gave that fight to Elliot. So th- those scores are up in contention. Yeah, I mean there
1: were a lot of very close fights on the main card, especially.
0: We also need
2: to figure out a system to reward picking dogs. I even as the Ega fight was happening, I'm like, I'm so negative EV here. I'm an idiot. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> value was all over him
1: for the betters. It, like,
2: it, it was a decent lay
1: for it the betters in the, in our in our listener community. That's where they do give you the risk reward in terms of taking on uh, an underdog, but. Here, we're going, for, we're going for winners. We're going for knowledge of the sport, knowledge of who's going to win, whether it's uh, a decision or a finish. Uh, so we're going to stick with that. But looking at this entire card itself from last night, I mean, a lot of names definitely, uh, yeah, became highlight reel, highlight reel guys last night. I mean, the one, and Danny, you were calling it during our last week's episode, Kazmat Chimaev with the second round submission. I mean, even the first round he was dominating. Can you give us a little bit on Chimaev and how you how you saw him in his UFC debut?
0: I mean, if, if we want to get Parker to run back the, the clip that I, I said on last week's episode, that'll do. So for my feature prelim, this comes from a, a deep place in my heart. As some of you know, um, I have a list of fighters across all combat sports that I, I just love, that I just love watching fight, that are the most fun guys I can think of. Uh, some testaments on the list, it's, it's Izzy, it's Craig Jones, McGregor's on that list, Cyril Ghosn, Sean O'Malley. It's, it's the guys I really, really put a, a hard look at when they're up-and-coming guys. And the only guy on the list, besides A.J. Aghazam, who has made their name on the list without debuting yet, is Kamzat Chimaev. Kamzat Jamiyev trains out of Sweden with some guys you might have heard of, like Alex Gustafsson, with Alir Latifi, with mm. David Tim- Tamer. Um, the dude is Khabib reincarnate. Look for an early takedown. Look for the second that he gets his hand on Aaron Phillips, or on, uh, no, sorry, John Phillips. Um, that's when the fight's over. It will be an early takedown, an early rear naked choke, maybe some ground and pound just for funsies. But this Kamzat Chimaev guy is the real deal. He's undefeated as a professional mixed martial artist. Uh, He's making his UFC debut this Wednesday, and it will be a fun one. Um, He got the takedowns at will. He threw some ground and pound for fun. And then ultimately, when he decided he was done playing with his food, he got the sub.
1: Well, yeah. Funny enough, I mean, you look at who ref that fight. That was a Herb Dean ref fight as well. So the UFC definitely knew what they were getting themselves into. Reese, what do you think about Shemaev as well as anyone else you, uh, yeah, you saw it sit out on the card uh, last night?
2: You know, he he looked in another league. I'm excited to see him um, progress through the UFC's talent. Um, 185
0: is on notice.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think the the thing that was most impressive to me is how easily. I mean. Is John Phillips like the guy that you want to see him? I mean, that's just, it's starting off his UFC career, but oh my God, he got takedowns at will. Uh, and he just did anything he wanted in that fight. So he teased us a it.
3: little bit, almost not covering that under one and a half, but uh, he got the job. Almost didn't cover the, the
1: under one and a half.
2: I, I did the in the distance for that one. Um, but yeah. the two things I really wanted to highlight, the two things that shocked me were uh, the Jared Gordon Chris Fishgold. Now, Okay, that was one of my plus dog takes. I, uh, I like Fishgold
0: coming in heavy,
2: dude. It was Fishgold. Fish Gold came in heavy, and he also, to me, from from past fights I've seen, the Mach-1 fight uh, comes to mind. a Couple other, man, I, I thought he would have looked a lot better. Uh, uh, Jared came out. I know Jared's no slouch on the ground, but man, he looked good. Fishgold looked uh, honestly like absolute shit like he was on the bottom the whole time Paul
1: Felder cornering straight from the uh, commentator booth
2: yeah it was yeah Jared Jared's going through a lot man I I know COVID's been I I think he said his girlfriend got it and then uh, potentially I know his whole corner got it so that's crazy the other one I really wanted to just touch in for a small second was the Ricardo Ramos Lerone Murphy fight wow Wow, did I not see that coming. I, I always have been a big Ramos fa- fan. Um, his BJJ is insane. Murphy ran through him. I was That was another one that when I was looking at these prelims, I, um, I really thought that the fight would have gone a lot differently. So Murphy, someone I'm going to be watching uh, in the future.
1: Yeah, and a few other notables to mention. Uh, Tim Elliott with a unanimous decision winning the co-main against Ryan Benoit, not Benoit. Uh, we'll look back at the uh, the 23 and me for that one. Benoit Jimmy Warren, Rivera. He, he dominated
0: yeah. on the feet. He defended a majority of the takedowns. He controlled the grappling to the point of he swept for a knee bar that made Tim Elliott fucking scream in the middle yeah, of the fight. Yeah, it, was nuts. it was a
1: close fight, though. Definitely was a close fight on the feet but as well. What were the
0: judges watching there?
1: Yeah. I mean, that's the recurring theme, UFC, and the judges. Uh, some other fights. As well, Jimmy Rivera with the decision win over Cody Stamen. Stamen really didn't have anything going, uh, kind of the entire fight, and Rivera was great with the counters. Talia Santos was a a decision win
0: Uh, over Nipal Molly McCann. Great
1: win, great win, very impressive win for Santos. And then I think the one that last one I want to touch on with you guys. Um, the big favorite, Abdul Razak Al-Hassan. We all picked him. We all thought there was going to be a knockout there. I bet a first-round finish. Came out really, really quick, but Munir Lazez, my man. What a debut for him. Great performance, great kicks. Reese, what are your thoughts on Lazez and his okay. standing in the UFC?
2: So I know when you look at the history of the sport, if you miss weight, you're at an advantage, um, Abdul missed weight by four pounds, which is crazy. The th- coming out the gate hot, um, you know, I I wasn't, I wasn't. didn't predict him gassing as fast as he did, but, man, does Luzes have a chin. There were a couple times where I was like, oh, he's going to be out here. He's going to be out Actually here.
1: Especially early. I mean, yeah, yeah, Abdul yeah. Razak came in hot.
2: With hammers. And he was just smiling, wearing them, yeah. get, having a great time in there, which you love to see. Um, and then there was one point in the fight uh, in round two, I believe, where somehow uh, Lazez was plus 400, okay? It was plus wow. 400. I think the judges scored the round. Yeah, I got it through Rivers. And I go, I must be watch- watching a different fight. A li- sprinkled a little bit on that because, um, oh, my – Abdul was gassing like crazy. He, he – on that stool, I thought we were watching a dead man. But I, I'll admit That's when that was I was wrong.
1: I Mr. To, uh, Reese him him at the arbitrage the of the card.
2: Yeah. That was – no, that was that. not – I Missed that one though. I that was one that I really uh, I even <laughs> said by murder, not even
0: TKO. That one I messed up. I, I'll, I'll admit when I was wrong. I mean, well, it I mean, happens, especially landed. how Al Hassan that
1: comes
2: out.
0: Yeah, was the whole fight for Al Hassan. I mean, yeah. he needed Liz to fall, and Liz just looked at him and laughed, dude.
2: It was crazy. That's
1: gotta be, demoral. yeah. Liz definitely looked like the more complete fighter. Great kicks, great just in out movement in the pocket was really, really good. Abdul Al Hassan definitely was going forward. He was moving forward. He was throwing bombs. That's who he was looking for, those overhand rights and left. But in the end, Lazaz had enough to take out the decision. Lezez Any other thoughts, guys?
3: Sharp elbows. And by yeah, the way – Yeah,
1: and some great he, elbows, too.
3: Eating you heavy know. is a real term, or did I just make that up? Because he ate a few you, heavies in there, but obviously came out with it, so. Yeah.
2: The, Interesting. So, so the, the one other thing I really wanted – a really resident linguist was just this how the how good jack shore looked too i know that yeah. was the first fight i know he had an easy opponent or easier um i think the line was him minus 800 or something but yeah that was guy's about that. guy, uh, that's definitely on my watch list i knew a little bit about him coming in um but man he looked phenomenal too
0: All in all, in yeah. shout out to jimmy rivera
1: he yeah looked,
0: he looked phenomenal too yeah he looked really really good
1: and that was a tough fight for him as well all in all definitely is the card 100 uh, percent satisfied us it's a great card Definitely the prelims were fantastic. We had five decisions. Hopefully we get a few finishes uh, coming up on Saturday. And what a perfect way to, uh, yeah, send it over that way. Coming up on Saturday, our main card headlined by the vacant flyweight title bout between Davidson Figueredo coming off a missed weight win in a title fight. He did not retain the title against Mr. Joe Jitsu, Joe B. Joseph Benavidez, a guy who's been in countless title fights and has never had his hand raised in those, as well as some great other fights on the main card, headlined by Kelvin Gastelum and Jack Hermanson. So before we, uh, before we head to the main card, Danny, uh, take us through what do you think is your featured prelim of the UFC Fight Night 172, Figueredo, Benavidez 2.
0: Um, so there, there are a bunch of fun ones on this prelim, uh, but I think the one I'm going to highlight is the, the Duffy-Alvarez fight, uh, the Joel Alvarez-Joe Duffy fight. Um, Joe Duffy's an interesting cat. He's known for, he's, he's very, he got a lot of recognition for defeating Conor McGregor in cage warriors, uh, via arm triangle. Um, since then he's, he, I mean, he, he's fought the best that the UFC has to offer. He has a uh, decision loss over Dustin Poirier. Um, he's fought James Vick. Um, it, he, he's, he's very much an experienced fighter and he's coming in against this Joel Alvarez guy who is just not, in my opinion, the caliber of a UFC fighter. It seems like he should be, he seems like he is too good for a regional scene, but not so much for the biggest stage in the world. And I think that Duffy is going to outclass him everywhere. Um, Alvarez gets most of his wins um, pretty like, just in, in the past, be a, he has a really good offensive guard. Um, he gets a lot of subs with his, like, intimidating 6-3 frame. But he doesn't like to use his 6-3 frame to strike at distance, which seems like it would be his best chance to victory. Um, I, Alvarez was getting smashed in his last fight um, before he got a nice sweep and turned it into a ground pound TKO. But I think that Duffy, who trains out of TriStar at GSP or with GSP, um, I think that he's going to show his experience and, and grind it out here.
1: Yeah, looking forward to that one. Reese, who is your featured prelim for this card? Um,
2: so mine is – I rarely will do flyweights for my featured prelim. Um, this one's at phantom weight, but uh, they usually fight at flyweight. It's Brett Johns versus Montel Jackson. Um, the reason why this fight interests me is, I remember Brett Johns really got on my radar with that rare cast slicer that he pulled off in uh, back in the day. That was nasty. Um, and Montel Jackson was one of those uh, Tuesday Night Contender guys, and I like to see how people that come on Dana, come off Dana shows like Ultimate Fighter, Tuesday Night Contenders, fare against guys who made it the uh, the old school way. Um, so, I'm, I'm interested in that one. I think Brett Johns at plus 170 is actually some value. I, I don't see that big of a discrepancy against these two. Um, but, but, yeah, we'll see. It, 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 that's an exciting one for me.
0: Yeah. I, I, I like that pick. Um, I think that it's interesting. Jackson kind of looks like he's naturally a featherweight that cuts to Bannon. Yeah. Um, but he's kind of the perfect example, as you mentioned on the last week's episode, of a wrestler who fell in love with his striking the second that he got, like, the smallest amount of success. Yeah. Uh, He trained... Like a Romero. Yeah, he trained... a lot of guys. To um, be an Olympic wrestler. And since, like, I haven't seen him wrestle once as, like, a UFC fighter. I think
2: the big line difference is the fact that Johns is coming up. I think that when you see him on the scales, you see him um, squaring off, I think it's going to look, like, two totally different men and two totally different weight classes fighting. I And I know size plays such a factor. I just – I think Brett Johns has the tools and the skills and the mind to um, get the job done. So, we'll see. I mean, 170 is a high line. I, I might lay off. We'll see. But uh, that one was one that caught my attention.
0: If we go yeah, back to of of, uh, Wednesday, dominant grapplers are pretty fun to watch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Love yeah. That. So – had-
1: my, my feature prelim for the, uh, the card coming up on Saturday is in the lightweight division. Uh, it's the second fight of the night. Davi Hamos supporting a 10-3 record, taking on an up and coming prospect, Arman Sarukian. Uh, this is a really, really exciting fight. Davi Hamos, one of the better BJJ grapplers that is on the entire UFC roster. He has countless world title experience, as well as uh, some, some championship experience well in, in Abu Dhabi. Um, both guys coming off of losses against up-and-comer Islam Makachev, um, but this is, this is going to be a really entertaining fight. Right now, we have Sarukian at a minus 210 clip. Hamas coming in as a plus 170 underdog. I think Hamas by submission is a good bet. I mean, this is a guy who's an absolute uh, whiz on the ground and definitely could, could uh, yeah, spoil the party for Sarukian. And then with Sarukian, I mean, this guy is great all around. They see uh, Vegas season being a, uh, a three-round fight, but looking forward to that one as, as well. Um any other any other notes, guys, on uh, any prelim fights coming up this weekend that you guys are looking forward to?
0: Well, I definitely love that Davy Hamos pick. Um, he is unbelievable uh BJJ. Um, Armin actually trains at Tiger Muay Thai, which is interesting with Pyotr Jan, Dan yeah, Peter Shevchenko, and Hafel Fiziev, who's um fighting on the main card tonight. Um but I, I also think that Hamos is just the better all around fighter and has very dominant sub game he reminds me of jacare but at the lightweight division yeah um, yeah
1: i like that cop as well
2: much. well
1: uh, awesome yeah go for a reason
2: uh, just saying just being a short week i didn't have as much time as i'd like i'm gonna have to definitely look more into it over the week um yeah. but i know i know danny touched on that joe duffy fight that one also interests me i don't love joel alvarez and i that one's also going to be one that I think you could potentially find some value. But well, um, in future weeks, I'll definitely have a lot more to say about these guys. We've, we've been jammed. We've been spoiled with three cards in seven days. I love it.
1: Yeah. Three, ca- not only three cards in seven days, but also three international cards in seven days as well, where there's a little bit more uh, discrepancy in terms of the popular fighters really getting on a lot of debuts also coming uh, on our time in Fight Island as well. But yeah, looking forward to this main card coming up on Saturday. Again, headlined by the vacant flyweight title bout between Davidson Figueredo and Joseph Benavides. But before we get there, let's kick it off. The main event challenge sponsored by Daisy Cutter. <laughs> From here, uh, the first fight of the main card is going to be a flyweight bout between Alexandre Pantoja, good, good pronunciation there, taking on up-and-cover Oscar Oskarov. So... Reese, before I send it to you, Danny, this seems like a fight that you have uh, a lot of interest in, and uh, curious to hear your take on this one.
0: I, I mean, I love my flyweights, um, being a 125er myself. But, um, <laughs> I, I mean... Well,
1: I send it your way. <laughs> one, one, of the
0: most, one of the most interesting things about this fight is how focused Pantoja might be on Asker, because we all know that... Uh, Figueredo had some complications with COVID and whatnot. And he, at Pantoja's the guy who's on deck, who's going to step into a title fight if there's any complication that happens between Joe B and Devison. So it's, it's a weird kind of situation where I do think he's the more dynamic fighter and the more creative fighter and the more fast fighter. But he's kind of preparing for three different fights right now, mentally, like even a little bit. I, I've got Pantoja here. I'm going to go by uh, TKO yeah talk us through your your pick on that one Pantoja is a sports car um, he's fun exciting to look at and fast but he breaks down early I think he's gonna I think he's gonna be too much for um, asker asker off to handle um, Asker is the he's the same kind of thing as uh, his name Montel Jackson where he's a wrestler who's gotten one knockout and thinks he's a striker now he's gonna stand there and try and throw and with with a guy as dynamic and quick as that Pantoja, you can't do it. He's. I've got Pantoja here. All
1: uh, right, Reese. So we got Danny down, Pantoja by decision, or sorry, by strikes. Reese, who you got in on this one?
2: So I also have the cannibal, uh, Pantoja. So here's the thing with, with Pantoja, and this is important. I've liked him for a long time. I think he's dropped some fights that he shouldn't have dropped. Um, and I remember him all the way back on, I think, The Ultimate Fighters, where he Came off of and yeah, I, and he, yeah, and I've been a big fan of his for a while. Um, the lines minus two hundred seems a little high to me, um, so I wouldn't necessarily bet this one. Uh, I think Asker has definitely some tools. However, the opponents that he's faced in the UFC, Brandon Moreno is a good one. Uh, that actually ended in a draw, but I remember thinking he lost that one. Um, and then he beat Tim Elliott, which, as we all know, I'm not the biggest fan of. So I'm gonna go uh, Pantoja. I'm gonna go by decision. I think he grinds him out. I think it. I think it, it's gonna be pretty one-sided, but I think when I saw 200, that was that kind of took me back. It's, that's that steep, but I'm gonna go uh, Pantoja by decision. Yeah, that's definitely a bad number. I
0: agree.
1: Yeah. yeah, definitely high. Right now we have Pantoja coming in as a minus 205 favorite. This is live on Bovada, uh, taking on Mr. Askarov, Askar Askarov at plus 165. Yeah, I mean I think this is uh, this is a big fight. No matter who Pantoja ends up fighting, I mean he definitely is the guy who who would slot in in the event that Figueredo or Benavidez has trouble making the scale or making the two-fight night. Um, in terms of this one, I do also like Pantoja. I do also like him by decision. Reese, I'm with you on this one. I think just overall the level of competition that he's faced thus far, he went in a three-round battle with Davis and Figueredo uh, just about a year ago on the Holloway Edgar card. I'm
2: not ask you. You're talking
1: about Pantoja, right? I'm talking about Pantoja, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, so a guy, a guy who's knocked out Wilson Hayes, uh, Brandon, beat Brandon Moreno as well, and then most recently uh, knocked out Matt Schnell in December. But, yeah, I'm really looking forward to this fight. I think Pantoja's just the more kind of battle-tested, uh, battle-tested fighter, and I got him by decision. Uh, and last but not least, our leader, Mr. Kobe Courts, you got him this one.
3: Pantoja decision.
1: Pantoja decision. So we all go Pantoja. Danny goes by strikes. We go by decision. All right. some fireworks. Yes, moving on to the females. Uh, we got a battle between two battle tested females right here. We got Ariane Lipsky coming in at a minus 130 clip. Uh, the favorite taking on Lu- Luana Carolina. I like that name. Luana Carolina coming in as a pick 'em underdog. Danny, we started with you on the last one. Reese, who you got in this battle of the females, Lipsky versus Carolina?
2: Yeah, so this is one that I Again, I wish I had a lot more time to focus on. Um, I don't know as much about Carolina as I would have liked. Uh, she, I know she was. A, I believe she was a Tuesday Night Contenders uh, contender. Yes, I, she was.
1: Yep, in so Brazil. I, again,
2: I like seeing how those people fare uh, on the big stage. Um, but I, I'm gonna go Lipsky, and the reason why is because she's more. She's she has more experience in the octagon. She has more experience against tougher people. I think uh, JoJo Calderwood she's yep. got against.
1: and Meatball Molly McCann as well.
2: Meatball Molly. Uh, she did drop both those fights, which is uh, not great, but but she went the distance in those, and she's battle-tested a little more. And um, I think that would it would not surprise me at all if Carolina got the job done. Um, I'm just going to take Lipski by decision just because I didn't have as much time as I would have liked, and I think the experience being an international player uh, fight card with no fans, I think the experience could could weigh in there.
1: Yeah. And Reese, I'm right with you as well. I am going with Lipski as well. Um, I'm going to go by decision. Also, um, I think, yeah, just overall, again, uh, kind of mirroring what I was saying about Pantoja in his battle against uh, Askarov, I think just overall, the level of competition uh, going to two decisions with Molly McCann and Joanne Calderwood uh, really is going to make Lipski the, uh, the better fighter coming in here. Uh, Carolina does have a win in the UFC, uh, coming in her native Brazil uh, last year on that Unis Andrade card. But I am also going with Lipsky by decision. Danny, who you got in this one?
0: So I agree with both of y'all's analysis completely, but I'm actually going to Carolina by decision. Um, Lipsky is definitely has the tougher caliber of, of opponent, um, has way more experience with Carolina only having uh one win besides her contender series win in the UFC um but lipsky really is a one-dimensional fighter in my head she can't do much on the ground um i see Carolina having the better strategy here closing the distance and kind of making this a grappling match it's going to be at least the way i see it i think it's going to be a boring fight but i have carolina winning by decision
1: and last but not least our executive producer Kobe who you got on this one
0: Carolina
1: decision. Carolina decision. All right. We are split on that one, all going by decision. And we move on to the lightweight division in a very highly uh, anticipated matchup. We got Mark Diakise coming in as the, give me one second, minus 165 favorite coming in against Mr. Rafael Fisiev at a plus 135 clip. Danny, who you got in this battle of the lightweights?
0: Um, well, this is a fun one. Um... Mark DiCeci and Fiziev, uh, two strikers. Fiziev likes to head hunt, but he, when he does, he tends to leave himself leave himself wide open for counter strikes. Um, he's not good at protecting himself when he throws. Uh, D- is a precision striker. He's outstanding Muay Thai. Um, I see him outpointing him here, and I, I'm going DiCeci by decision.
1: All right, Danny with Die uh, Casey by decision. Reese, who you got in this battle of lightweights?
0: Um, I also have Mark uh,
2: I And so I remember when he beat Taimu Pakaleni. I don't know how many people, but that was a while ago. Uh, yep. 2016, maybe. That was uh, March 18th,
1: 2017.
2: 2017, yeah. So a little bit ago. And he absolutely rolled him. I mean, it was an absolute firefight. I knew this guy was someone to watch. He, he had a couple UFC fights beforehand but he absolutely k- took his head clean off. Um, it was – it was. It, 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 you didn't get to see enough of him, but it was impressive nonetheless. Goes on, faces a tough uh, – a couple really battle-tested guys. He got uh, Dan Hooker, Yep. Um, and he also got uh, Nazrat Hackgrass, who I know he recently as lost. As well as Jakar
1: class. Close as well.
2: Jakar Close too, was another great guy. Uh, and he lost that by split decision. So, I think he's battle-tested. I think Fazed is going to – Kind of like what Danny said is I, when I look for strikers, I like guys who, who keep their chin protected even when they're throwing haymakers. And, and sometimes you get guys headhunting, and I think DeCasey's going to catch him. I'm going to go DeCasey TKO KO.
1: Yeah, so Reese goes with DeCasey by finish via strikes. And Reese, I'm with you again on this one. Um, I also like the Akise by knockout here. Um, yeah, I think overall, again, level of competition. The guy went three rounds with both Dan Hooker and Jacar Close, as well as Nazareth. Um, Nazareth and Jacar Close fights, both uh, ending by decision. Uh, the Dracar Close fight uh, was actually a split decision as well. Yeah, I think overall, better striker, great Muay Thai. Looking forward to this one. Fizzy leaves his chin out Diakise or that uh, finishes him via strikes. Kobe, who you got in this one?
3: Casey strikes.
1: De Casey by strikes. <laughs> and then I believe, probably for a lot of the fans, the people's main event, our co main event of the evening, a battle of middleweights, both up and comers as well. Kelvin Gastelum coming in at 15 and 5, taking on Jack Hermanson. I'm pulling up the odds as we speak. This is a pick-em fight. We got Gastelum at a minus 110. Sorry, Gastelum minus 120, Hermanson at minus 110. Three, three, what is got yeah. in this battle of middleweights?
2: So I got Jack Hermanson, um, and I actually have him by uh, K O T K O, And and I want to go to decision, um, especially being a three-rounder. I would have loved to see this bad boy go five. Uh, We know Gastelum can go five. Um, I remember watching the Jacare Hermanson fight, and I I remember thinking, you know, that would be close. I have a ton of respect for uh, Jacare. And Hermanson absolutely dominated him for five straight rounds. Uh, and he, he comes off that win, gets a really tough guy in Jared Cannonier. Um he got, he got knocked out there. I think there was a ton to learn from that. Um, Gaslam being undersized, I know people are going to want to ride him because of the way he performed against Izzy. And we all know my opinion on Izzy, so I don't want to take too much time on that. But, <laughs> uh, you know, Gaslam has a lot of holes in his striking. And he's undersized for 85. I think that Hermanson really can I don't want to say ragdoll him because I do have a lot of respect for Calvin. I, I just think Hermanson's going to outclass him here. Um, I think he's going to go back into the decision for someone to really watch out in that middleweight division. Um, and and especially with Robbie Whitaker starting to slow down, Darren Till moving up. I think Hermanson by the end of 2020, uh, early 2021 could have himself a title shot. I, I really like him. I'm going to take Hermanson KO,
1: Reese goes with Jack the Joker Hermanson by knockout. Yeah, I mean, this is going to be a great fight. I think I'm very excited by both these guys. Um, I think Hermanson definitely took 2019 by storm. quickly got his name very, very recognizable uh, in terms of his media availability, in terms of just getting big-name fights. I think that Jared Cannonier knockout is really going to prove its toll or show its toll uh, on Hermanson. I'm going... To say to Reese on this one, I'm going with Kelvin Gastelum and I'm going by decision. I think Kelvin Gastelum's a real deal. I mean, and me being an Izzy guy, I think he showed a hell of a lot of heart that night. A lot of guys leading into that fifth round could definitely have been out of that fight. Izzy ended up taking that one in the fifth, but what a great performance he put on. Yeah, he's small, but he gets inside and he's incredibly accurate. And his accurate shots also are hard shots. I think Kermensen's great. I think he's very well balanced. Like he's got... Uh, at least above average skills, kind of across the board, but he's not really kind of uh, a specialist in any area. And I re- really think Kelvin Gastelum striking is world class. I mean, again, Izzy Adesanya is no slouch in terms of striking game, and uh, Kelvin went back and forth with them. I'm going Kelvin by decision. I think yeah, the tilt fight was another good fight as well uh, last time around. Danny, who you got in this battle of middleweights?
0: But yeah, um, Kelvin Gastelum, obviously you guys mentioned, coming off that war with Izzy, followed by the weird getting out-clinched by Darren Till the whole fight, yep. um, was was kind of a headache for, for him. Following that, he got busted by USADA for THC, of all things, which must have been just another headache. Uh, it was a nine-month suspension that he negotiated down to five, but regardless, it was kind of fucking ridiculous, um, especially with, like, Nate Diaz smoking a CBD joint during his open workout like the whole the whole USADA hang up is regardless um Kelvin is one of those guys you you talk about like white NBA players being sneaky athletic Kelvin is a tubby dude a tubby pothead and he is sneaky fast and has sneaky power um I he he does a lot of his work in the clinch or not in the clinch uh, in the pocket um and he's going to try and close the distance here. But Jack Hermanson is the rangier fighter, having a pretty staunt reach advantage. Um, and so also sure. has a lot better grappling ground and pound. I see this as a Hermanson by decision. Um, I think it's going to be a fun one. But I, I don't it, – it sucks because in, in the co-main and the main, I have two fighters that I love. And not to give away my pick, but I'm picking against both.
1: Interesting. And actually, Kobe, I would like to revise my pick. I'm gonna go Gaslam by knockout. Um, you also want cool. one other t- one other oh, tidbit man. about Kelvin Gaslam? Yeah, we are allowing that. One other tidbit about Gaslam: um, his losses in the UFC. This is very interesting. He's 15 and five coming in, and his losses are the following: Darren Till, Israel Adesanya, Chris Weidman, Neil Magny back in 2015, as well as Tyron Woodley in 2015. So, yeah. Got a lot of he's good names on that a, record as well.
0: I'm not sure, tough champion or tough runner-up. He was a coach. I know. I think he was a tough coach. Maybe not. I, I know I, he was. I, a, he he got his start with tough champion. Tough champion
1: beat beat Uriah Hall via split decision. Right.
0: In I think it was. I think it was the Chael Sonnen tough too. Yeah. 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 Kobe, go for it.
3: Um. I know that Danny mentioned his list of people that he loves last week. I, I have a list of my own. And uh, Nicole Jokic is on there, so give me the Joker <laughs> by
2: sub.
1: Jack Hermanson, okay. the uh, submission.
2: I just need to say something here. Um, not only is Gal- Gasol extremely undersized for 185, um, he's giving up six inches in reach, and I think that people overgas him. I think people see him in an Izzy war with someone who I think is also overhyped. And he reminds me a lot of a Derek Lewis, a guy who gets um, a couple flat. I mean, he beats a Bisping that should have been retired three fights earlier. He loses to Till moving up in weight in a clinch battle. And I think that people favor him. I think that this line being PK is shocking to me. I, I agree. I, and, and more than anything else, I respectfully, Shiner, as much as I love your mind, I think I'm going to have to disagree with you. I think her Hermanson yeah. – is not just average everywhere. I think he's an extremely dominant wrestler. I think he showed that time and time again um, all the way back in Cage Warriors, but also yeah. against a guy like Ray. I think that Hermanson, although he blew onto the scene kind of quick, and I think that Cannonier is also an underrated fighter, I think the, the mix between Gaslam being loved by the fans, known by the fans, and a little bit overhyped, and on the flip side, I think Hermanson gets slept on a little bit and is an underrated person in this division, I think that 110 is potentially a really good line to bet here. Giving up six inches in reach, yeah, against a guy who is technically sound and big and strong and fierce and vicious. I think that grapple. and can grapple like a mother, effort, dude. Oh yeah, looks God. like it
1: looks like there may be a little side bet on this one with the uh, off, uh, the so boys go out, with Hermanson
2: and then that too. I'm not. I know Calvin's got good BJJ, even though he's small. Uh, and stubby and, and the lankiness helps but Jockeray's unbelievable at bjj and it did yeah. not matter it did not face hermanson a second he's got enough bjj knowledge to avoid submissions avoid getting caught continue to ground and pound use his size weight posture i i saw 110 and i, I had my projected line at hermanson minus 170 so that, wow. that shows my and
1: and kelvin gadsom also has a win over jacare souza as uh yeah, we've been we've been referring to I think all in all it's gonna be a great fight. This is a this is a big time, big time fight. Definitely could have been uh yeah the 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 main event of the evening, no doubt, and uh really looking forward to it.
0: It's absolutely ridiculous that on Wednesday we got Tim Elliott, Ryan Benoit. Yeah. And this is the co main that we get. Yeah. I mean, I, mean this, I I love this, but like even this could have fight. Casey like throw Come on, how did we get Tim Elliott, Ryan Benoit? <laughs>
2: No, yeah, it's tough. But I just think that people, like, they love Gaslam because even in, even in his losses, he he makes it exciting. But he lost to Till. Before that, he lost to Izzy. Before that, he beat Jockery by decision. Before that, he beat a Bisping that should have long since been retired. And he lost to Widen. He didn't have an eye.
0: Old. That also did not have one eye. I know. And he already,
2: yeah. And that was in China, too, weirdly enough. I remember staying up for that like a degenerate. But that's not here nor there. The point is, is that, He's dropped three of his last five. He's exciting. He's known people like him, but he's literally a thumb. He's the thumb guy from Spy Kids. He's so obese. <laughs> and I'm telling you right now, dude, I think Hermanson's going to piece him up and just dominate him on the ground.
1: Yeah, Hermanson coming in with losses, most recently the uh, knockout uh, against Jared Cannonier. Curious to see how he comes back from that. Uh, pretty not, uh, vicious knockout as well. And then losses against Thiago Santos, Uh Via knockout as well in 2017 as well. as Cesar Tejeda, Jason Butcher, but and Tejeda was Kass. a
2: bad loss. I'll give you that. That was a bad yeah. loss. But that was a e- while
1: early ago. in his early in his career. So definitely looking forward to this one. I think yeah, I'm excited for the uh, the banter within the, our group text as well about this one because uh, yeah, I'm the uh, I'm the lone wolf riding Mister Gastelum. and uh, yeah, really looking forward to that one. So last but not least, our main event of the evening, the flyweight title bio between Davidson Stig and Mr. Joseph Jojitsu, Joe B, Joseph Benavidez. This fight uh, occurred, I believe, in February of this year, uh, if I'm not mistaken, February 29th. That is Elite Day, if you want to keep track of that as well. Um, And yeah, Figueredo uh, got done via strikes in the second round. Uh, Vicious knockout as well. Really looking forward to this one. Joseph Benavidez, I don't have the number on hand right now, but I believe it's roughly his fifth title fight. Um, He has not won any, so he's really looking forward uh, to the opportunity to win a belt. Danny, last but not least, the vacant flyweight title. Who you got in this battle? Sigurdado, Benavides too.
0: As I alluded to a little bit earlier, there are two fighters in the co-main and the main event that um, are on on my killer list, as Kobe mentioned before, that are fan favorites, that are guys I love to listen to in interviews but I'm going to pick against both of them. Um, One thing to be noted that um, I don't think you mentioned was the uh, head clashing that happened in the first bout. Yeah. That definitely disoriented Joe B. Um, I don't want to be the guy who says that that was the reason for the entire result. I think Figueredo is is the better fighter in almost every area, Um, which is sad to say for someone who's been – Literally the second best guy to everyone that has ever been the champ in this division. Um, and Joby's such a nice guy, and I love him, and I love watching him fight, but I'm going to go a little bit interesting here. I'm going to go Figgy by sub, club and sub. I think he's going to drop him and take his back.
1: Interesting take. Mr. Danny Kurtz going with the defending winner, the champion, the defending winner of this matchup, David.
0: The most important thing is, um, I think Figueroa came in at 127 and a half or one twenty-eight last time he weighed in. All of this is discounted if he doesn't make weight. This the whole the whole battle is him making weight, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, him winning the belt and not being able to have the belt is kind of ridiculous. But it makes all – I mean, if you can't make weight, you can't be in the division. Sign on the down like,
1: line uh, at that weight. Yeah, really looking forward to this one. Reese, who you got in the vacant flyweight title bout between Benavidez and Stigabino?
2: This one I'm confirmed betting on. Um, and I think that Joseph Benavidez is going to go down as one of the greatest fighters to never win anything. And I think that's going to pers- continue going into – Saturday. I think uh, Deverson's going to beat him up pretty good. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if it's a knockout. I wouldn't be surprised if it's a sub. I wouldn't be surprised if it's an annihilated finish. Um, I don't see a way where Joe Benny can get it done here. It's sad to say. I think his biggest victory is landing Megan O'Levy. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think Deverson gets it done. Um, you really can pick any sort of method. I, I'm going to go by. Tko ko, which is rare for flyweights. Um, I, I wanted to go with Danny, but I'll try to pick up the extra point because who the hell knows. But
0: Reese, true to his true to himself, fading at Team Alpha Male here.
2: Always, all day long, dude. If I ever pick Team Alpha Male, I want someone to call me out because their camp is like the easiest way to win a ton of money. Just fade. I
0: I think there's two other Team Alpha Male fighters. I'm looking through my notes on the on the card.
2: God, hopefully I didn't pick. It. Hopefully I didn't. Pick it. I, they're trash. But moral of the but story yeah. is that Figueroa is going to really just beat him up all over the place. I love Joe Benny. He really is a class act guy. He he got stuck with Cejudo. He got stuck with.
0: He's uh, the last person who has beaten Cejudo. True, and they He's fought the a last lot. L. And so yeah, and
2: that was a big issue, too. I remember watching back in the day when it was like, okay, are we just going to recycle Cejudo and Benavidez over and over again to see who can beat DJ? Because they couldn't beat him, but it just continued mm-hmm. to recycle these two. Um, moral of the story is he, he got some tough championship champions. I think he's going to get a raw deal when it's all said and done in his career, but I don't think uh, – I think he's a little past his prime, and I think is going to –
0: a, a couple back. other interesting things about the fight. Um, Joe has never in his career lost back-to-back fights. Um, he's always know. learned from his bad tape and has always figured it out. Um, and the other thing that's weird in my head is whether or not the moment's just too big for Joe. I remember going into fight week last time and people congratulating Megan, people congratulating Joe like before the fight, like during interviews, like on embedded, like being like yo, like everyone, like DJ's gone, Cejudo's gone, like everyone's gone, it's yours. But the moment, I mean, I, maybe I think he has a mental block and that might not let him succeed.
1: Yeah, no, really looking forward to it. Yeah, it's my pick on this one. Um, I think mean, it's going to be a battle as well. I think definitely the headbutt caused, uh, yeah, mental discomfort in terms of where Joe B ended up, which uh, is on his back after being knocked out. Uh, but with that being said, I don't think that the headbutt was the only reason why he got knocked out. Joe B comes in hot, but he comes in with his chin straight up in the air, comes in very, very tight and leaves himself open for some big shots. I'm going with Figuredo. I got him winning the title via knockout. Kobe, who you got in the main event, the vacant flyweight title.
3: Figueredo. Uh I'll do sub again.
1: Figueroa by but- sub. So to recap, we have all gone with Davison Figueroa. Uh, I believe Reese and I by knockout in the courts. Courts brothers via submission. Really looking forward to this one. Really hope that Figueredo does make weight because he deserves to be champion right now. Uh, but yeah, as we all believe, uh, we think he'll be champion come Saturday night. Uh, but we don't want to don't want to skip uh, any more on this main card or on the card itself. We're gonna swing it on over to Kobe for the pronunciation of the week. Toby, can you please pronounce the opponent of, give me one second, Mr. Roman Dolize. Uh, could,
3: you, could you pronounce his name?
1: Roman Dolize will be fighting.
3: First of all, I guess that it's Roman Dolize with like a TZ in there. Okay. Oh,
0: you are completely right there.
3: Yeah, that's – that's. by the way, last week we found out that that was the Georgia flag. And by we, I mean me. Um, <laughs> Kadis Ibrahimov.
1: Kadis Ibrahimov.
3: And by the way, I hope I got that right because I knew how to speak Russian before I knew how to speak English. I've since forgotten how to speak Russian. But, Interesting.
0: Uh, yeah, well, that guy's getting TKO'd, so <laughs> – <laughs> Cadiz is a classic story of he has zero fight IQ and likes to blow his entire WAD in the first Yeah, game. he
2: blows dude, he blows his Wad before like he throws three punches, hands on the knees. Fucking delete yeah. throw his knee up the middle. Right.
1: Head off. Yeah, for your betters, uh that's definitely one to take to keep keep your eye on. Yeah, five, um, yo,
2: So I only got to the only pick that I actually have locked in right now as far as betting goes is is Figadero. But this would be a good time to plug the Twitter account because we can update some Picks going later into the week right before the, uh, the card if, if people wanted to check our final bets. Yeah,
1: we'll, be, we'll be putting up, uh, yeah, the bets that we make, uh, especially the ones that we throw multiple units on. You know, we're, we're not going to throw you guys uh, kind of all our picks. We're going to throw you our confident picks because we want you guys to make that money. But yeah, keep your eye out on, uh, yeah, Danny, I believe you have the, the, the Twitter info. Uh,
0: yes, it's at ankle pick pod um everyone go follow i i'm we'll follow we're gonna ankle pick you yeah, yeah. shut up before i ankle pick <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah so keep keep your eye out for the uh the twitter account blowing up this week uh also we got probably some other social media accounts being opened up this week as well we're growing as you guys uh yeah grow with us really looking forward to uh keeping it coming boys any, listen, any party words.
3: music and as well as youtube we're gonna have some videos
2: podcasts. we'll find shit on apple music
1: we're all over I the map. Ankle Pick Podcast, sponsored by the Daisy Cutter I just finished. Boys, and fight we're out. over and out. We're over and out. Fight like See a crow. You <laughs> See you, boys, next week. Next Thursday, we're coming to you uh, with, our, with our final fight card. We're coming to you with our final fight card. We're coming to you with our final fight card. I know really I mean when I speak, I do as I say.